Hello, 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 everyone, and welcome back to the Dynasty Wonderland podcast with me, the Mad Chatter, Brian MK, and of course, along with me, my guy, the March Heron, the salary captain, it's Aaron Stewart. What's up, buddy? How's it going? Oh, man, doing great here. Doing great. Survived Monday. We have Monday Night Football. Love it. Can't complain, man. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. And um, it it was kind of a blah game a little bit. We'll get into the game here in a second. But I did. I I got to address a few things. Number one, we did not even preview the Monday night game on the pod last night. I realized that as I was editing the pod. Then speaking of that particular podcast, which you can check out, it's out right now. And that I got done. I had that shit ready to go this morning. And then for some reason, it's it's 20 minutes before kickoff. And I'm like, I don't think I fucking ever posted that on Twitter. And then I, I looked and of course I did not. So I'm like, oh, shit. And then and then I, I also have to address my whole Kenneth Gainwell in the infirmary. Like I'm reading all this stuff on Twitter. Like there was reports out that were talking about Jordan. Howard, and I'm like, where did I miss that? I pride myself on finding those little tidbits to help me give those kinds of little edges. And I didn't see any of that shit. And I don't know how I missed it, but I was literally like, this is Ken. I went so far, Aaron, my guy, in the infirmary report as to say that the, the Gainwell may not even give Miles Sanders his job back that that was a possibility and and that was just based on kind of how the Eagles have treated Miles Sanders not just you know Gainwell himself but just the idea of how Sanders is kind of used and uh yeah I totally missed the boat on Boston Scott Jordan now I figured Boston Scott was going to get some work but holy I did not see any of this coming so I, I, all I can say is, damn, bear with us. We've had some rough spots. <laughs> We're going to get back on track. So I, I don't know what happened there, but that's, that's my little rant on that is uh, it because <laughs> that game well thing, I, every time I thought about it, I was just like, how, how did I miss this this stuff like like because I, I went strong on Gainwell, strong Aaron. <laughs> and, well, uh, that was a bad though. one. Oh, I know, and, I know. And, and you know what? I I wouldn't beat beat yourself up too much about about missing the Gamewell news because honestly, it seemed to be the consensus. A lot of people are going, "Where the heck was this little right. tidbit here?" You know, there was. Uh, so I don't know, but <sighs> Nick Sirianni just frustrating usage there because yes it was just it was logical it was like oh Gainwell has been this guy but it just seems that just unfortunately it's it's not that he's he's not even a handcuff running back he he isn't it's just he is Naheem Hines 2.0 right nothing wrong with that nothing wrong with that at all it's you you can have PPR relevant fantasy football seasons but yeah, and Cody Carpentier had an excellent uh, tweet, like thread on on the Eagles' backfield, and just it it was a mess. I really wouldn't get too too upset about missing the Kenny Gainwell because it was weird. It was like Gainwell yeah. had minimal usage on the ground until the fourth quarter, 
when it was a blowout and right. so nothing on this makes sense at all it's yeah. it's just funny really yeah, it is it, it, it's a weird situation they're a mess i agree um also a mess that now this is going to be interesting going forward because we've got a couple of big name injuries okay mm-hmm. james winston now i know People are like, okay, what gives? It's not like he was spectacular for the Saints. Um, But Taysom Hill, you got him. You got Trevor Simeon. I mean, they did just take out the Bucs with Simeon in half the game. So, you know, we'll see what it's like going forward. But I'm getting it personally. Just I'm having a hard time getting a grip on this Saints team. I mean, some weeks they can look really impressive. Some weeks not. I mean, and their defense, I mean, they can play really legit at times, but then at times it's like, what the hell are they doing? I I do love Demario. Every time I see the Saints on defense and I see, I I mean, I'm just, I'm just more and more of a fan this year. I don't know what it is, but sometimes I just, I see guys play in a given year and I just start to really latch on and uh, I'm on the defensive side of the ball. I'm loving this dude this year. He's fun to watch fly around. But anyway, I, it's, I'm having a hard time getting a feel for this team, but now no Jameis Winston, not that he was spectacular. And uh, it doesn't sound like they have any plans on going after a Cam Newton or anybody. So we're going to have Taysom Hill and Trevor Simeon, it would appear. Um, I don't know, man. I, what do you think about this team it, overall? Uh, it, it, is it going to be that much of a step down from Winston to uh, a Taysom Trevor Simeon combo. I mean, what are your thoughts on this before we get into the other big name? Well, and to answer the first question of, is it a big step down? Naturally. Yes. Cause with, with Winston, is he the, is he one of the good quarterbacks? No, but he's been a long time starting quarterback. Whereas Trevor Mm -hmm. Simeon has bounced around, uh, bounced around the league. I want to say what he was in Minnesota and had a what quick stint in denver if i'm not mistaken i may be off on that one i may be um, thinking i think he was drafted by denver he was and he did play denver. he did play a little bit in denver and then he went somewhere else i'm about to pull this up real quick just okay. to give the listeners because because our you know casual fantasy football people they have probably never heard of Simeon. And you know what? That's fair. That is fair on that. Ooh, man, that screen is bright. Oh no. A blind you, my friend. Di- little technical difficulties. We're gonna fix that. Oh, it's only on 10. I don't know. Okay, <laughs> so he has played 10 out of a hundred here. So where is there's like nothing on Simeon. There we go. So it was Denver. I don't know why I thought he played in Minnesota. Maybe, maybe it was like preseason. He was on the Jets. Yeah. He was on the Jets. This, wow, I didn't realize how many starts he had because in Denver from 2016 to 2017. Yeah, he years, played a good amount in Denver. Yeah, I just had completely forgotten. He had started 24 of the 32 games. And, ah, oh, man, I don't have the source. But I remember reading, there was someone that was talking about how Denver was super high on this guy. Like they were kind of, they, they saw, they saw like a 
I guess it'd be for like my Cowboys, what, what we have with Tony Romo, where mm. Romo like four, five years was the developmental guy. And, and then he got his chance and then had a, had a really good career. Uh, so Trevor Simeon was kind of viewed as that for Denver. And, you know, there really isn't any information. I'm looking on player profiler, just nothing yeah. on this guy. But it's going to be a mess. It's going to be a mess because you know Taysom Hill is going to be involved. What do they even do? I mean, is Taysom Hill going to be the starter, but he's injured? Ah, yeah, yeah. Makes I don't know. Hurt. I think their best bet is just to roll Simeon and see what he can do. I just so I don't think Taysom Hill can do enough as as the starter, personally. But uh, yeah. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see going forward, but it, it is crazy because they're in this great position, but it's just like, we really don't know what this team is. It's very weird. It's just <laughs> super weird, but you know what? It's I'm through doubting the Saints. That's I, true. I think I was, I was in the majority. I'm really going to work on being better at that to be a little contrarian and kind of maybe fight against some of this stuff too, because we all thought the saints were just done before the season even started. We just done early in the season, even when they were racking up some wins, we're like, yeah, you know, they're not going to go far, but they're five and two just coming off a win against the defending Super Bowl champs. They're just half a game behind them in the division. You know what the saints have, they have been scratching and clawing their way through this season up the, up the standings, I'm, I'm not going to doubt him. You know, maybe, maybe Trevor Simeon can play well enough. It's, this isn't a Saints team that has been relying on the passing offense to begin with. And they really, really haven't been. I mean, how many yards does their leading receiver have? Like, outside of Alvin Kamara. <laughs> I mean, would it be – it's got to be Marquez Callaway. And how many yards does he have? Let's see. Right. Real quick, real quick, let's pull up. Their, their stats on the season they've played seven games and their leading receiver that's not Kamara because it's got to be Kamara has no it's actually not Kamara it is Marquette Callaway mm. with a whopping 284 284 let's put that through let's put that through a 17 game season I know this is supposed to be our quick pod Right. <laughs> that means Marquez Galloway, their leading receiver, is on pace for 690 passing yards on his 17 game season. So clearly, the big takeaway I mean, what Cooper Cup's already passed that. Right. <laughs> like, this is just, this is a team that does not rely on passing. So, right. quarterback injuries, your starting quarterback going down is bad news, no matter what. But not worst case. Yeah, the Saints may be the one and only team that can get away with that. That'll be interesting. This is Simeon's time. And then the other big name is a one, King Henry. Now, this is, you know, a bummer for a lot of people. Wait, Kenyon Drake? Huh? Did you say Kenyon Drake? I said King Henry. Oh, I was like, (laughs) in my mind, I was like... That's not the right Alabama. <laughs> no, no. I don't think much of Kenyon Drake, to be honest. I don't think about him often. Um, no, King Henry, Hen- Derek Henry. Uh, yes. He's uh, undergoing foot surgery. 
and likely out through the rest of the season. Now, two things about this. One, I'm not saying the foot is related to how much he's been running or anything like that, but it's just one way or another. I could not expect this dude to just keep going as he was going. And it just like, it's, it's crazy that it took this long for something to happen. And, and because he, he, yes, he's a freak, but man, he has just been piling up those touches and it just felt like, man, this just can't keep going. And it has, this is the end probably for the year that there, they say there's a chance he could come back this year. We'll see. Um, it's a bummer, but it, it's also just a reminder, like it, just that position, man, like it, it's just, it is what it is. Like dudes can only go for so long at this position. They just, it, it's, 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 it's so violent. And then my other aspect of this, my second thing to this, and then I'll let you say what you would like, and then we can get into the Monday night game. But I was kind of like, the fucking Titans are locked up now. Uh, you know, the Colts are done for all of day. I'm opening the door again for the Colts just because, and you know, Carson Wentz played, man, man made some piss poor decisions yesterday. It, 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 no excuses for, and it, you know, that could definitely take your belief away from the Colts, but overall they played a good game and we're very close to winning. Should have won. And now you look at this Tennessee team who was rolling, beating some of the top teams. I am sorry. I like Jeremy McNichols. And I, at one point, enjoyed watching Adrian Peterson play. And because that's, of course, who they signed. They, the Titans have signed Adrian Peterson. And I'm sure he'll be fine. But here's the thing. What do you think is going to happen to that Tennessee passing offense when t- defenses don't have to key in on Derrick Henry? Do you think old ass Adrian Peterson, Jeremy McNichol, you think any of those dudes left on the roster are going to put fear into a defense? No, not even close to the way King Henry did. So now you're talking about uh, uh, an offense that could potentially be in a lot of trouble, man. If you, if, if you ask me just looking at it from that perspective, because I, I don't care who they put, they're not Derrick Henry, not even going to be close. And that's going to put a lot more pressure on the passing offense. And I just don't know if that's the formula Tennessee wants to roll with. Um, so overall, I'm concerned about the Titans offense, to be honest. Yeah. The thing I want to start with with Derrick Henry is, man, the guy really is just superhuman. An He's amazing. What, whatever you want to amazing. say about him, because before this injury, He's only missed one game due, right. due to injury. And that is very impressive because as you pointed out, just massive, massive workloads. And that's been one of the things that we go, you know what? At some point you just have to go, he's 6'3", he's 250 pounds, he's a unicorn. He really is. But the one kryptonite for running backs, especially running backs that are bigger, mm-hmm. that are that have a lot of bmi is those foot injuries are scary Mm. now this specific one it's not a common one 
but it's called a Jones fracture. I can think of two cases off the top of my head. Yeah, I was trying to get to the specifics of what the foot injury is, so I'm glad you got this. Okay, Jones fracture. Right, right. I'm, I'm somewhat familiar. Yes, because there's actually a player. His teammate, Julio Jones, um, had a Jones fracture, and the other player I'm thinking of is Julian Edelman that mm. also had a Jones fracture. Now, these players were able to come back and have extremely productive seasons with it. Um, for people that aren't familiar with Jones fracture, in its simplicity, it's basically a fracture of your pinky, uh, pinky toe bone. And the problem is he could come back this season. Mm. He could. The reason why he may not is you run the risk of re-injuring the, uh, of messing up the fracture. Cause like they will have to have a screw. What they'll do is they'll put a screw in that bone. Mm-hmm. And if you mess that up, like that's when like you're going to be out for an even longer time. So right. usually teams are pretty conservative. So I think they gave the six to 10 timeline, not quite the Colts five to 12 weeks, but you know, the six to 10 weeks, I I wouldn't hold out hope for Derrick Henry playing right. this season because you just you can't risk it. You can't. And I know this is this stinks because the Titans have beaten the Chiefs, they've beaten the Bills, they've got some good wins, got a great resume. But Henry, it's it's not that he's done, he's 27 years old. So that's another reason why they're not going to they're not gonna run him, they're not gonna rush him back. Right. Uh, a pun there for running backs, but <laughs> Oh, yeah, that backfield does become a mess because it was so pivotal to have Henry that it was absurd. He realistically was always getting like 30 carries, or if he wasn't, it was like he could. Uh, None of these running backs are going to approach that, and it's such a run-heavy team. But the issue becomes these guys aren't Henry. I know, shocking, but – And what I mean by that is Henry could get away with a heavy workload on the ground and, and not do much through, through receiving it. This was his best pass catching season Mm. to give him credit on that, but he was no Camara. Like it was all on the ground, but he, he could score multiple touchdowns. And because he was getting 25 to 30 carries, like that allowed him to be one of the most productive fantasy football running backs this season. Right. That's not going to be Adrian Peterson. Like Peterson nope. can't handle 25 carries. Like he, it's going to be the Peterson special. We're probably going to see him get 10, 10 to 12 carries and some weeks, maybe up to 15 because he's on Tennessee. Mm-hmm. McNichols is going to be involved. I don't know. It's going to be so weird. I I guess the best thing, if people want to know what the, what the Titans may do, think of Derek, the Derek Henry, when Dion Lewis was there that first Mm. season and they had this kind of like 60 to 40 uh, split of the, of of the snap shares. That's how I, I I would guess that it would be because also they had uh, Darrington Evans, (laughs) would have been great would have been great for the guy that they drafted in the third round last year but of course he got hurt like the week prior and he was put on ir so it's got to be those two running backs right i am i missing anyone else in this backfield i mean mcnichols i know it had the one week that 
oh, what was it? They were missing all their receivers, and it was McNichols that like yeah. led the team. So I, I've always I've always been on the McNichols bandwagon with with yeah. Podfather, but again, he's not Derrick. I just I just feel like you know what else Derrick Henry does? He makes up for bad O line play, and I don't think these other dudes are like I just see this being a major issue. And you know, right? I remember during the off season. Um, the pot father talked a lot about how this could be a more pass oriented team because of the lesser offensive line and Derrick Henry, you know, he's getting up there and, you know, like they added Julio Jones, they're telling you they're going to throw more, but that hasn't been the case. They're just still using the shit out of Derrick Henry, but now he's hurt. And that's because I don't think they can be the a Julio's not out there (laughs) and he hasn't been out there a lot. And so you need him for sure. But even then, I'm, I mean, how do you how do you keep that same thread of the run to, you know, help your passing game when you take away someone like Derrick Henry? Like, it's just. It, right. And like I said, I, I'm sorry, that sound is the damn water bottle keeps crackle lacking. Anyway, um, <laughs> the, hey, yeah, I just. I like McNichols and, you know, AP's AP once upon a time. Great. But they're just, they, yeah, I just, I think this is going to be bad news, but uh, we'll see how it goes as we always do, my friend. Right. Right. Oh, man. An identity crisis. So funny how the two teams we talked about with major injuries with, with the saints, we, we both agree. We're like, you know, losing a starting quarterback sucks. But this is the one team that can overcome it. And then probably. we go to the Titans and we go, you know, losing Derrick Henry sucks. And this is probably the one team that can't afford, <laughs> that right, can't overcome this. Well, that's because I do feel like, yeah, you, you lose Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, of course, Durinus Johnson. I, I think this is a completely different story. Derrick Henry right. is a different animal, what he means to that off. I just, I think this is, this is going to be trouble. But uh, again, we'll find out. We'll see. Maybe they'll be able to keep it together. So, but now we finally get to the Monday night game. I really don't have that much to say about this other than, I mean, the Chiefs scraped out a win, but I just, you know, it it doesn't even feel like, I don't know what's going on with him. Mahomes doesn't feel the same. I don't know if he's still banged up. I've heard lots of stuff on radio pertaining to just, bad habits he developed last year all sorts of things but it's weird and I just feel like this is not you know a superior fantasy offense that you can rely on one of those prime offenses because I mean Tyree Kill okay he killed it for you 12 94 and one but Travis Kelsey didn't do much four for 27 they've struggled to find a second receiver the running backs, I mean, Derek Gore, 48 yards and a touchdown. Derek, I mean, this is just, it's its ugly. It's so ugly. And, you know, I when the whole Marlon Mack trade rumors thing, I was hoping something would happen with him. And, you know, there's still time. We got till right. tomorrow at whatever time it is. I can't remember. Yeah. It's usually like 4 o'clock Eastern or something like that. But, I think so. That sounds about right. But so, it, you know, still something that could happen with Marlon Mack. I pray he does not go to the Chiefs. Go somewhere where you can actually, because this is starting to get gross, man. I, I don't, ah, 
it, it stinks. It stinks. Like what the hell is going, <laughs> is going on here? It's th- this has been a weird season, man. There's been some weird things going on and the chiefs issues uh, are definitely one of them. Cause the, I mean, the giants weren't that far away from winning this game. Um, I mean, it's, it's just crazy. It's crazy. That was the concern because here is your random fact of the game is that with the Chiefs, they did win, but they were far, far away from covering. It was a ridiculous 10 and a half point spread, which I questioned big time. Like, yes, there should be a massive talent gap, but you know, the Chiefs have not played well this season. That four and four record is just perfect for what the Chiefs have been this season. Uber talented team, that's constantly losing games. <laughs> right. Yin yang. But here's my stat here. The Chiefs against the spread this season. Goose egg. Big old goose egg. They are 0 and 8 against the spread. That's what does crazy. that mean? What does that mean? What does that tell us? Is that the Chiefs, despite winning half their games, they are not living up to expectations like Vegas is losing their dang minds on this. But even it gets worse. The past four games that the Chiefs have been a double digit home favorite, they're 0 4. Like they just, they seemingly play to the level of their competition. The only difference is when they're going against the good teams this season, they're not even able to hold up because, of course, defense can't do anything and Mm. then the offense uh, depending on the turnovers what i see an interception from Mahomes. yep i see kelsey fumbled kelsey fumble like the chiefs are should still be leading the league in turnovers i'm pretty certain that like it's it's something ridiculous if they're not leading the league it's like the where their turnovers have been have just been an absolute killer. Let me actually. Patrick Mahomes lost a fumble as well, so he had two total turnovers. Sorry. Let's see. I, <laughs> I actually want to pull that up real quick. Let's see. NFL team fumbles per game. I'm pretty certain they are the leader. Sorry, that's not a stat well, I, I had they... prepared before, but let's see. Maybe Kelsey didn't fumble. I thought in the game they said Kelsey fumbled. Maybe it was Mahomes. So. I was oh no, Kelsey did wrong. fumble. I remember seeing him fumble. I was anyway. technically wrong here. Technically, well, it, and it may may change, but the Chiefs are the number two team in mm. terms of fumbles. Who's Cardinals number one? Game. Cardinals. Really? I'm surprised by that one, but it says here that they average 1.9 per game. I'd have to go back and, and check, but I'm going to trust the stats that I got there from this random website so not not the best source but yeah this man is is rough because chiefs offense didn't even look good i mean if you told me mahomes dropped back for 48 pass attempts and he came up with less than 300 yards right any other one touchdown and only one touchdown. Any other season, I would have laughed at you. And then there was, as you already pointed out, the weird Derek Gore thing. Where the heck did, did, did this guy come come from? I mean, he's been on their, their practice squad like all season, and all of a sudden you're playing him over the guy that 
have been your clear number two guy that's filling right. in for Clyde Edwards Alaire. Super weird. Ah, holy moly, Tyree Kill, 12 catches, but nothing really. Like, the weird thing is Travis Kelsey having a very quiet game, like just hasn't really tight end position this year. You think about it. Kelsey has been seemingly quiet the last few weeks. I don't mm-hmm. remember any big Kelsey games. Darren Waller, the massive, like, what was it, 19 targets in week one? Yeah. He's been, and yeah. nothing even like coming. Coach Kittle's been hurt. Yeah. Kittle's been hurt. Hawkinson was hurt on too. fire at the beginning, but now he's kind of died down a little too. Yeah. But, but was he was at least heavily involved in the last game. Tight end's been super weird this year. On the Giants' side, oh, man, you know what? It's an absolute killer. I was banging the drum for Kadarius Tony. I thought, man, this is a great matchup. Right, four for 26. And it was the so many just gut punches here. Because first off, at the start of the game, when they had a semi-healthy receiving core, John Ross was running more routes than Kadarius Tony. It's like, oh my goodness. So like it, I don't know. Maybe I should have been banging the drum for this guy. I should have been like, let's let's let him play a game. Right. And then, then, you know, because I'm sure it was probably the game plan is you're gonna be out there, but you're gonna be more of a decoy. You're not 100 percent That's on me. Usually I pay more attention to that stuff and go, and I'll be more cautious. Like I did that with Antonio Gibson. It's like I benched him this week because I was like, I, I want to just kind of see him play and I would be okay if he had 120 yards and three touchdowns. I'd be like, which he clearly didn't. But right. <laughs> would have been okay. Then, of course, uh, Sterling Shepard got hurt yeah. again. And I was like, cool, Tony time. And then Tony got hurt. So just multiple gut punches. A roller coaster of lows and highs. I say right. it that way because it started off with lows. Right. John Ross is the leading receiver, <laughs> and Devontae Booker was number two. It's the Giants, man. I don't even know what to say about them anymore. And, and you know what's sad is, it is no Galladay, no Galladay, no Barkley. Ross and Booker are your leading receivers. No one else exceeded 30 receiving yards. Uh, on the ground the Chiefs are lucky Barkley wasn't playing they probably would have right. lost that fucking game because <laughs> the Chiefs only won by three points at home right and it's, that's what I'm saying the Giants are not good they're injured to shit oh and how is it that Daniel Jones to his credit Daniel Jones is having his best season right like Daniel Jones who hasn't been good at all in his career and then you go oh yeah we're gonna take away all of your receiving weapons oh Galladay, your big money was $16 million per year. He's out of he's out of here, like he in terms of injuries. And then of course Barkley coming back from ACL, finally back from ACL. Oh no, sprained ankle. Still not concerned about that long term. That was low ankle sprain. It's just that one clip where they caught his ankle there swollen up so much, and people are like, oh my gosh, it's not normal duh it's not normal but like that's what happens when you sprain your ankle there's inflammation there's swelling Uh, and then missing shepherd who was he started off the season so well and then multiple injuries and even going deeper like 
Darius Slayton is he's just a guy, but like when you're losing your third, fourth receivers, how the heck has Daniel Jones been able to have a the the impact that he's had? Because it's it wasn't on the ground. Like his game was for his standards, I thought was solid to complete two thirds of his passes. Mm a couple of touchdowns to only have one turnover. Cause that was a big thing. It was like what last season, what was it? He had an ungodly amount of, yeah. of fumbles. Yep. That's <laughs> and, been his biggest thing better. is the turnovers, but yeah. But, uh, and you know, I, I know we wanted to see more from Jones because it's like this chief's defense can't do anything. When you don't have any receivers, I mean, yeah. what John Ross has to be their number five receiver. When you, when you think about it, like Galladay, Shepard, Slayton, right. Tony, yeah, like John Ross is number five. Like, and that's who you had to rely on. <laughs> I feel it's for so him bad. because it, it, uh, it feels like he's probably going to end up not getting a real fair shake at things. And not that I think he could be something spectacular, but it, you know, there's a little bit of that Josh Allen because he's Daniel Jones isn't a small dude and he can use his fucking legs. And, uh, you know, he does have some issues that if he got cleaned up and talent was put around him, Hey, he probably looks pretty good. And, you know, I think this was the season that people really wanted to see something out of him. But again, I mean, what the hell else can you do? (laughs) I mean, Dudes can only do so much. I mean, you know, so I don't know, kind of a wacky game. Both those teams not looking the greatest. And uh, I I was just sitting here. I just saw the Jameis Winston injury and I uh, flashed across the screen on my TV and I forgot one point. Enough with the horse collar shit, because that's what happened to that dude. And that's how he got the injury. And you could see how bummed he is on that cart being taken away, but then I got to give him props because uh, it's been said, but Jameis Winston is a national treasure. I love this man. He makes me laugh. He makes me smile. He finds a way to stay positive. This dude fucked up his knee. He's done, you know, and Hey, he's trying to make, you know, bring his career back this year, you know, so this was had to be devastating, but the Saints got the win, and Jameis was in the locker room, bouncing around on one knee, holding crutches, just dancing, having a great time, like, I love this dude's vibe, energy, effort, I mean, for him to just, because I, as soon as I saw on the TV, his face of him on the stretcher, like so bummed out, my mind immediately went to, you're good, Jameis. You know why you're good? I know you're good because I saw you in that after game party video and you was getting down with your crutches in the air and everything, bro. So I know you's good and I appreciate the positive energy. Love me some Jameis Winston. <laughs> I hope he gets better. I'd like to see him back in football. You know, I'd like to see him on a team somewhere so i did i had to throw out some some more Jameis love right there but <laughs> and it is it is super unfortunate because yeah it has been coming into this game what was it 11, 13 tds to three interceptions you know and this may be there's a silver lining in all this it's more of a silver lining for the new orleans saints front offices you're probably going to bring Winston back 
mean, it's a torn ACL. And it's, it's even worse because, as you pointed out, it was from a horse collar tackle. The ACL injuries, most are non-contact. Right. Um, this one was contact for sure. You can motion. see shit go and, the wrong And there was way. other ligaments. Right. Yeah, there was other ligaments that were torn, and that becomes the problem. Because and this is halfway when through the see, year. Halfway through the season. Yeah. I don't. It's going to be tough. Know if, yeah. I don't know if we see Jameis Winston play next season. Right. The, I mean, we still have to, of course, wait on full confirmation, but I was seeing like MCL. And when I think about ACL is already bad enough, but because it was a forced ACL tear, like I mentioned, they're usually non-contact, nothing players right. got touched at yep. all. It's just, and especially those running backs or receivers trying to juke someone, it's that cutting motion. That's what tears the, the, the ligament there mm. for there to be other ligaments involved too. It's like, Oh no, bad news. Yep. Bad news. Bad news. I mean, we saw it. We saw it at Barkley. I want to say Barkley was it was a similar type of ACL injury where right. there was more ligaments torn, and you know it. It took him. He was able to play in Week One. He was able to come back a full year later, but in the first couple of games was looking not good <laughs> which was was expected all the injury analysis people out there were, were saying it was, it was going to take some time it's probably the case with winston you go man if he misses he, he isn't going to be ready until mid-season i mean pup right. ne- next season physically unable for sure. to perform less. for sure so maybe the saints get a bargain with him because he was clearly playing well there at least doing yeah. his job right. of not turn over the ball, keeping the keeping the chains, um, keeping the chains moving there. It, it was great. Yeah, uh. it wasn't overly exciting or you know doing anything super special, but he was what they needed. And yeah. I think, yeah, hopefully they can bring him back, and hopefully it's uh, it's not the end for him. But I, I think that's certainly uh, possible at this point. So, yeah. but uh, all right, before we get out of here. Uh, Thursday night football. When I originally thought of this game, it was like, meh, but it's a little spicy now. A, because you got the Jets who just beat, uh, well, the team with the best record in the AFC at one point. The uh, Well, the Bengals were technically, you know, the one seed there for a minute, right? That's pretty fucking interesting. Right. Uh, so taken out by the Jets, though. And so you're like, okay, the Jets, they've taken out the Titans, the Bengals, maybe this Mike White, maybe they get a little spicy here, okay? And then you got the Colts, who you're thinking, they're fucking dead in the water. Carson Wentz, you chump, you made a couple of terribles. I shouldn't maybe say chump, but come on, man. That that one in the end zone where he just flicks at the fuck, like that's one of the, like, I feel like, even I would know not to do that if I was in his shoes. And that's <laughs> like, cause you could see if you watch that play, he's going to throw it to the ground where his tight ends at and just get out of the play. And then somewhere in his brain, he said, no, it's okay. Even though I'm in the end zone, I'm still going to try and make something happen. And then he realized, oh, no, I'm about to get a safety. And then he tried to throw it away again, and things went bad. And it, I'm just like, 
you know, you take those mistakes away and I'm like, fucking great game, Carson Wentz. You know, so th- it, it, it's like, there's still some hope for the Colts now, especially with the Derrick Henry news. In my opinion, like I said, this doesn't necessarily guarantee Tennessee the division anymore because I think this is going to make their road a lot tougher. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I do think this game becomes a little spicier. Indy still got something to play for. The Jets, hmm, interesting. And now the Colts lose this one. They're fucking toast for sure. But if they can, if they can take out the Jets, you know, we'll see what happens with Tennessee going forward. But uh, maybe they make some noise. The only thing is T.Y. Hilton out tomorrow. So, uh, and the Jets playing pretty well against the pass. So you got to wonder what's going to happen. Um, is, you know, Michael Pittman going to be able to have another big game? Uh, I bet you there'll be a lot of a one a Jonathan Taylor. So make sure, you know, he's in your lineups. But uh, I don't know. Other than that, what, what, what are your thoughts on the game? I think this could be an interesting one. It'll be interesting. And yeah, hmm. I, I have to go with the Colts. You know, not exactly a bold take because it's like the Colts are the only team in this game that are they're actually truthfully playing for something. Yeah. Like, well, and I think have, they're a good team. I think they're actually a good team. I just yeah. think Carson Wentz, Carson Wentz is Carson Wentz. That's part of the issue. <laughs> but yeah. I think the Colts uh, being healthy, like they've got some weapons on offense. They've got a solid defense. So I think they're a good team. They just, uh, you know, yeah, is what it is. Sorry to interrupt. Oh, no. Nah, and it will be, oh, man. I mean, not that the Jets are really in it at two and five. But it's the team that loses this game. I mean, if the Jets pull off another major upset, right now the Colts are a ten and a half point favorite. It's a home game, so neutral field side. They're saying the Colts are a touchdown better than the Jets, and I, I would agree. But you know, weird mm. things can happen on this one. I don't think Jets are going to get back to back wins. I don't think so either. But. No. Uh... Mike White does seem to have spiced them up a little bit. So I'm interested to see what happens, but hopefully the Colts can take this one. Cause get, can, man, can you imagine if they would won that game the other night at, before you. this Henry injury? I mean, they would be sitting in a prime spot, but they uh, really would. And, and on top of that, it's not just the jets. It's that the Colts the Colts schedule really does lighten up and it right. starts with the jets, but I'm I'm pulling up the Colts schedule as we speak, and, and you're right. Like that's why it was such a squandered opportunity. It was so weird, so bad. But that's and the Colts. That, that feels like them this year is that yeah. hey, they're pretty good and they could be right there. But Carson wins. Because <laughs> right. he was well, okay, maybe the the schedule doesn't totally open up, but you have back to back home games against the Jets, which it or it's a short week, but the Jets are traveling. And then your next home game is the following week against the Jaguars, where in that game, you're going to have, what, 10 days between games because you played on Thursday on a short week. So you're going to have even more time to prepare for the Jaguars who are traveling to your home stadium. It's like chalk those up as two wins. You get an extremely difficult matchup on the road at Buffalo, coming back home against Tampa Bay. It's like, yeah, maybe they pull off one of those games. Like, it's just crazy. They won a couple of games going into the Tennessee game. They were in control early. They were 
doing so well. It's like if they win that game and they're on a three-game win streak, then they beat the Jets and the Jaguars five-game win streak. Okay, maybe I mean you're gonna drop one of the two between the Bills and the and the in Tampa Bay, but maybe you win one of those. It's like you won six of your next seven, you're in it just yeah. in time to go on the road against Houston, which you know Houston is just bellied up. Right. <laughs> like oh, they could have they could have turned it around, and then at the same time you go, they I guess they they could they could they could I mean listen did, hey. Tennessee's schedule. They got to play at the Rams. Then they have the Saints. They do have Houston the week after that, and they have Houston in week 18, and then they play Jacksonville somewhere in the middle. But the Rams, the Saints, they also got to play the Patriots, the Steelers, the 49ers, the Dolphins. So they don't have a very easy road ahead. And uh, that could be, again, rough without some Derrick Henry. So it's – I think there's still a little spark of some uh, of some of some chaos there in the AFC South. I think there's still a little spark of it. I'm hoping because it'll be it's got to make things interesting because yeah, Jaguars, Texans, they ain't doing it. Like that, there's no chance. So uh, that game, I know I've already nagged about it so many times. But that loss is just so bad in terms of for people that that aren't Titans fans or Colts fans that are just NFL fans and want to see competitive football. It's right. like, oh, that loss. When I saw that score, I was so upset. Of course, the Colts have been one of these teams that I, I secretly, well, not even so secretly, root for and I, enjoy. I really but, liked them last year with Phillip Rivers. Yeah. Like, I was, you know, I like – I I was admittedly never a Wentz fan, but I was ready to see how it goes. Okay, yeah, let's Absolutely. let's see what happens because I liked I liked what you guys did last year with Philip Rivers, and it, you know it, the good from Wentz has been good, but like you saw last yeah. night, that's a game you can't lose, and for him to do something like that just goes, oh good God, like. <laughs> Like, it doesn't matter how much good you do. If you go and do something like that after, oh, my goodness. It, like, I'm telling you, if you see that play just over and over, it's, it's just awful. Like, I, <laughs> so, but, hey, it's, uh, it, it could be an interesting race still. We'll have to see. We'll have to see. All right. Well, our shortest pot of the week may have just turned into our longest pot of the week. <laughs> but it was good. It was good conversation. No, yeah, we had a lot, actually, a lot of good shit to talk about. So yeah. uh, it, it provided a little more than we normally do on Monday, which is not a bad thing. So with that being said, we're going to get the hell out of here. Mr. Aaron Salary Caption, do you have any final thoughts, my friend? Ah, this is where I get to plug everything. So <laughs> if you listen to this podcast or you watch this video on YouTube, make sure to give us a like, a subscribe. You know, any any type of, of feedback is good feedback. You know, the more that you guys tell us what you like, what you don't like, other people are going to find the show. We've got good product here. Make sure, yes. of course, that you follow the podcast on Twitter at DW underscore pod. And follow me on Twitter. It's a very simple one. It's at aaronstu09. And then Ryan, go ahead, give us your Twitter handle. Where can we at find you? R M K Madness. 
Follow me on the Twitters. Admittedly, I don't do a ton of posting lately, but I'm going to get back to it. And you can also check out my uh, other non-sports podcast, the Miscellaneous Debris Podcast. Same place you find this one. I'm actually getting ready to record that after this shits. And for that stuff, my comedy shit, follow me on the Instagram. Same thing, at RMK Madness. And I think that's all we got. And we're going to head out of here. Good week. Hey, after next week, we're going to be halfway through the season, Aaron. It's It's getting there, man. It's flying. It's weird that week nine. I know. Week nine is the midpoint? (laughs) (laughs) It's crazy. It's chaos. I love it. It's madness, some might say. Mm. All right, everyone. Until next time, stay safe, stay vigilant, stay mad, and we'll chat soon. Captain and the Chatter. Peace out. Hello.